Hi, I'm Aoki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm excited to be sitting here with author Lau Malayo about her debut novel called Everyday Wendy. Hi, Lau. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm really, really like humbled and excited that you're here because your book, it just seems so inspiring. Um, the first thing that came to my head when I read what it's about was it's about friendship and it's also about just overcoming something really personal. Can you, can we dive into your book? Yeah, sure. My book, Everyday Wendy, is the central character is a, a woman called Wendy Wooldridge and she's approaching the 60th birthday. She's a perfectly lovely woman with a lovely life. She's married. She has two children. One of them is gay and has not come out to her. Um, and that's a, a key part of her story. But she's she wants something more. She doesn't really know what more is. She just feels as if she's moving into her later years and she wants something and she doesn't know what that something is. And so she um, signs up for an online course um, with a, a kind of mystical guru. I, I, guess, <laughs> uh, I guess we'd call her a sort of wellness guru who encourage her, encourages Wendy to to step out of her comfort zone. And so Wendy signs up for a hula hooping class, which is a completely ludicrous thing for a 60-year-old, nearly 60-year-old woman to do. It does sound that. Sorry, it does sound it, it, that, but I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, she she says that ever since she was a little girl, she's wanted to be able to hula hoop. And she says... You know, children can hold a hope, but she's never been able to. And so she's just decided that that's what she wants to do. And through that, she meets lots and lots of different characters, characters who she would never have met in her ordinary life, including um, a Nigerian male ballet dancer, a gymnast, an eco-warrior, a radical lesbian, um, a pop singer. And these characters lead her into ways of thinking about the world and, and ways of being in the world that are completely different to anything she's known. So she goes off on all these adventures, but running alongside that, and, and stop me if I'm, I'm rabbiting on, but obviously I know this story really well. Um, no, running along, keep going. <laughs> yeah, running alongside that, two, two things happen to Wendy at the same time. And I won't give any spoilers other than to say one of them provides her with more opportunities than she could have ever imagined and the other is a catastrophic life change for her and so her life suddenly takes on masses of change and this is a story about her navigating some of those huge huge life changes along with lots and lots of new friendships and new ways of looking at the world. I'm, I'm glad you said you found it inspiring because 
I wanted it to be that. It's a funny story. It's I think if it was a play, it'd be called a, a drama comedy. But the, the thing that was important to me is that there are not many stories, there are not many books written about women who are in their late middle age, post-menopausal women, and about them having fun adventures. And this book is very much about that. And I wanted it to be inspiring. So thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I I was really excited already because I, to be honest, I was getting kind of tired and wary of reading about midlife crisis women mm-hmm. in in their like mid thirties, you know, early forties, which isn't a bad thing. But yeah. for me to have my hands on somebody who's into the sixties and still trying to really grab life by its horns, I think it's really really nice to read about especially when I myself you know with my aunts and my and some friends moms that's that's the books that they are looking for as well what are some of these characters that you really enjoy besides having besides Wendy of course but writing all these really really fun characters sounds sounds exciting it's been great fun um so the leader of the Hula Hoop class is a woman called Teresa, and she's quite young, and she used to be an acrobat with, um, I don't name Cirque du Soleil, for example, in the book, but the the touring company that she was involved with uh, was something like the Cirque du Soleil. It was a big touring company, so she's she does aerial silks and she... Um, and she hula hoops and she's an acrobat and she's extraordinarily talented. She is the leader of the, the hoop class and she's married to, or she's a, a partner, is a character called Wolf. And Wolf is a eco warrior. Um, he builds houses out of hay bales and is a, a vegan kind of activist. And of course, Wendy, who is quite ordinary, has never met acrobats and eco-warriors before. And so I particularly like those characters. But the character that she meets that she develops a really close friendship with is Jo. And Jo is overweight teacher. She's a woman that struggles with a weight, which is what took her to um, the whole hope class. And in the book, she's, she's a lesbian. But the story isn't about being a lesbian. She's incidentally a lesbian. And I say that because uh, quite often when you have uh, characters, there's some kind of negative reason for that being mentioned in quite a lot of books. And in my book, there definitely isn't a negative reason. The, these two women develop a really close friendship, a straight woman and a gay woman. They generate so much love and interest and excitement out of that relationship. It's not a love relationship. It's not a fancying relationship. It's a friendship, a woman's friendship, and neither of their sexualities is relevant to that friendship. But it's relevant to the story. Joe gets off with, at some point, a woman who is a wheelchair user called Jinx, and Jinx is non-binary. And so she's a kind of interesting character, and I think I might do more with Jinx in the future. But all of the, the the strong women characters, there's another character called Cecile who's from Seychelles. And she's, um, in England, she's an English teacher. But in Seychelles, she's a pop star. That's and exciting. <laughs> I actually do know someone who has a similar story. And, of course, she, she lives and works in England and she's a, a teacher. 
And when she goes home, she is a pop star. She released a record many, many years ago and it got to the top of the charts. And so uh, this this individual that I know just goes backwards and forwards to Seychelles <laughs> and releases the record and is hugely known in Seychelles but not known for being a star in England. And so she allowed me to draw on that character for a character in my book. And so she's a big, blousy woman who is totally self-confident, very self-assured, not afraid to make a noise, not afraid to be seen and not afraid to be bold. And of course, that's somebody else that Wendy's not had any opportunity to be herself. And so she looks on and enjoys Cecile, the name of the character, and takes quite a lot from her, takes a lot of courage from her and inspiration, I think. So I I, I guess the point I'm making is that these are all people that become Wendy's friends and they're all totally different to people that she's ever known in her own life. And she grows in her own self-confidence and self-knowledge because of knowing so many people. So fundamentally, the story is really about love and friendship and about how one's love for oneself can develop from being around people who lift you up, if you like. I love the character of Wendy, and I love what she's going through, because I feel like no matter who you are, you can kind of find yourself in Wendy and you long for that friendship or or even if you've experienced it, you relate to it. And that's beautiful. I want to say one side note. I also really like the fact that even though you have a gay character, it's not about her being gay. Um, I talked to another author who wrote about this couple who are gay and are going through this like fantasy world through a portal you know, through their backyard. And I love the fact that it's just about their adventure. It's not about them being gay. It's not about them having to deal with whatever in in their professional life, things like that. I, I just think that was, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was really important to me. I'm a lesbian woman myself. And I don't, I didn't want the story to be about the tragedy or the, the difficulties or the problems because, you know, everybody has problems with, right. you know, and everybody has difficulties and it doesn't it literally doesn't matter what your background is we all suffer from problems and and obviously I'm, i i recognize fully that some people experience different kinds of uh, of issues in society right. i'm a dis- I'm a disabled person myself and I've suffered from um, ableism myself, for example. But we all of us, everyone, whatever our background, suffer from insecurity or being fed up or losing friends or gaining friends. And I wanted that to be the story, the recognition that we all can can experience challenges and we can build ourselves up with the help of a community. So and so the story wasn't about the the, character, the lesbian character Jo. She's neither tragic nor glorious nor fabulous. She's just Jo. Just <laughs> like Lel. Uh, you know, she's just Jo. I'd like to see that in more fiction. In fact, I'm I'm completely completely turned off LGBTQ books where we're all going through some kind of terrible trauma or or we've overcome these incredible hurdles. All of those things are true, 
But sometimes I just want a novel, you know, I just want right. a novel with ordinary people. So right. it was important to me that the, the characters in the book are diverse. They're not diverse to make a point. They're just diverse to, right. to reflect society, really. Writing Wendy, you mentioned that that you would love to see her, that she talks about the future also, that she's going to continue experience all these things. Are you shifting to maybe want to write more about Wendy beyond this versus all these amazing characters that you have surrounding her? I guess, I guess I'm trying to fish if you're writing another book beyond this. <laughs> That's a really good question. And I didn't know when I was writing the book. What I would say is that I had a really intense relationship with this book. I feel as if the characters became my friends. My wife would say that the characters became her friends because they feel real. I, I feel as if I can see when I feel as if I... I know what she might say or how she might react in a situation. And the same is true for some of the other characters. And uh, One of the characters, um, male ballet dancer, goes off to Las Vegas to be in a show with his partner. And I just wonder what happened to him. Right. Jinx and Joe split up. That's a bit of a spoiler, but, but Jinx, Jinx goes off to Holland and has a relationship with somebody else in Holland. And, and I think, oh, I wonder what happened to her because I feel as if I've, I've lived with these people for well over a year I did leave myself a little back door in uh, towards the end of the book I can't really say without giving too many spoilers <laughs> but I left I left myself a little open door if I walked through it it would lead to book two for Wendy and there is a possible book three. So I deliberately did that, but that was partly because I was so fond of the characters when I was writing them, and I wasn't ready really to let them go. So maybe, I'm not I'm not doing it now, but I am thinking about it. So let's see, let's <laughs> watch this space. I'm going to hold you up to it, actually. <laughs> let me... Rewind a little bit here. What made you create this world of Wendy? How did this come about for you to begin this book? My career, before I retired uh, due to my ill health, disability, um, I was an academic. As part of my academic career, I had to write papers for journals and I had to write research papers and policy papers. And frankly, they were probably well written. I think they were probably well written, but oh, they were dull. They were dull papers, general papers, academic papers, policy papers, just so dull. And I, <laughs> I, I really, honestly, it's part of my job and they're very good papers and they're, they're used, but, oh, it's so tedious writing papers. <laughs> In 2014, I decided to do the National Novel Writing in a Month, NaNoWriMo Month, just to kickstart some imagination really and I did that and I wrote a crime novel it's probably a pretty bad crime novel but I did write <laughs> a crime novel in that month and it was such good fun I cannot even begin to tell you what fun it was it was like playing in an imaginary playground with my imaginary friends and doing whatever I liked and I just loved it I had the best fun and it, and it really kick-started a thirst for creative writing and then I started creative writing so that was 2014 and I had some successes with short stories and um, poetry and so on not not novels but you know I, I was enjoying the writing and then unfortunately 
and I was writing crime. It's that's important to say. I was writing crime stories and I was writing horror stories. That was my genre, and I felt that that was my home. And two important things happened. One was more important than the other, but they were still pretty important. One, I went to crime writing conference. It's quite a famous conference. It happens annually. It's called Crime Fest in England, and it's a big conference. And I went there, I was so excited to go because quite a lot of my writing heroes were there and, and there were loads of workshops. It was a three-day conference in a big <laughs> hotel and I was really excited to go. And I went into the bookshop, there was a conference bookshop and of course all the books from all of the authors that were represented at this big conference. And, and I should say, you know, there was about 1,200 writers there, so it was a big conference. And I realised that there were almost all books about violence against women. All the victims were women. They were always slashed up beyond measure or raped or murdered or tortured. And you know what? Suddenly seeing all these crown box, books in one location, I was overwhelmed by this the misogyny in crime writing. I didn't and, even realise that until you're uh, saying it now. You're right. I, it, I was overwhelmed. I, I genuinely was. And I suddenly thought, whoa, this this is just a room full of books of misogyny because the, the women were always being stalked. They were always being terrorised. They were always being raped. They were always being murdered. In, and not just murdered, but murdered in the most horrible of ways. Right. They were most exclusively women victims. So that had quite a profound effect on me. Um, and and I, I certainly left that conference with a lot of thought. But then the most important thing that happened is my sister, who I was very, I am very close to, was very close to, she became ill. She became terminally ill, in fact. And she spent the last few years of her life avowedly living life, living life in all its glory and its majesty. She embraced life in the most amazing way. And until her last breath left her body, she was living life to the full. She was so full of sunshine and she never she never allowed the bleakness of her situation to drag her down. And during that time, when I was by her side, she, she has a husband and a family and myself and my other sister were, were close and so we spent a huge amount of time with her in the last couple of years of her life. Um, I couldn't write cram anywhere. Because life was already bleak, we, we knew we were losing my sister and I couldn't write any more bleak stuff. So horror stories went out the window, crime stories went out the window, I, I couldn't do it. And so I wanted to write about love and that's how Wendy came about because I wanted to write about love and about community and about the importance of looking after each other. And, and, and so that's how Wendy came up, uh, came about. Thank you for that. Readers like me need more people like you because we we escape into our books and, you know, we get fun and adventure in a book and imagination, but to also get something that's emotionally, that gets to me, I, I appreciate and I thank you for that. We we need more of your stuff, Lil. <laughs> this is This is amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I get to talk to you, but I'm always looking for, of course, I always read crime books as well, thrillers, whatnot. But to even get my hands on something like this, I it's like a gem that I, I hang on to and I 
throw it in everyone's face. So, <laughs> how was the publishing uh, the book? How was that experience? I was really lucky, actually, because I won a competition that gave me a publishing deal. Ah, nice. Well, it was really exciting for me. Basically, the competition was looking for uh, new writers. We were invited to submit a piece of writing and submit a synopsis, uh, uh, an idea for a book. And I'd written literally one chapter of Wendy at that point. And, but I saw this competition advertising for new new writers and mm -hmm. uh, it's a national competition in the UK it's uh, called pen to print competition I thought oh well what what have I got to lose you know I'll give it a go and see and I submitted it and I was one of the 10 writers chosen from a national a national submission and they, they had a, a thousands of, of submissions and I was one of 10 writers chosen and then the 10 writers were then mentored for a year but we only got a year and we had to have the manuscript ready by the end of the year. And I did. It was tough, I have to say. <laughs> uh, but I had a publishing mentor to get the writing published. And then at the end of that year, of the 10 of us who were invited to submit, there was going to be a first, second and third place winner. And I came second place. So I'm quite chuffed about that. Um, I'm a little... The, the the judging panel was three male crown writers. So I guess I'm thinking Wendy was never going to win. But maybe that sounds really bitter and twisted. I don't <laughs> know. But I'm thinking, you know, in that scenario, I'm not sure Wendy was ever going to win. But I came second and I got the publishing deal. So, you know, hey, and that forward and uh and 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 here we are i now have a book published uh, and i don't know if i could have done it without the mentoring the mentoring was really helpful because i did that classic thing you know i'm going to write a novel it's going to take this long length of time i'm going to do it and then i kind of didn't do anything in, in june and july and and then suddenly <laughs> the deadline was looming and the publishing deadline was coming and it had to be in for that that deadline I really had to pull my finger out and get on with it and, and work. <laughs> and I did. And and it was a great experience. So I was very lucky. I was very fortunate. You know, listening to that, I was actually rooting for Wendy versus you, Lil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes, you're the author, but there's there was something about the way you were telling it that I was like, come on, Wendy, you can do it. <laughs> Considering <laughs> what you've been telling me about Wendy. So, <laughs> well, you published it. Well, May 2022. Yeah. Um, and that's that's amazing. Congratulations. So where can we get Everyday Wendy? Everyday Wendy is available to order from most good bookshops. It's available on Amazon, both as a paperback and as an ebook. And it's also available on links on my webpage, which is lelmaleel.com. There, there is a page that uh, on the top of my web, website that says... Uh, Everyday Wendy, and if you click on that link, then there are links to the bookshops. Barnes & Noble, uh, Waterstones, I'm not sure what shop you have in the States compared to uh, the UK, but uh, Barnes & Noble, definitely, Waterstones, and most good bookshops, actually, uh, because it's, you know, it's a, a properly published book, so it has an ISBN, and it's <laughs> going through all the proper agencies and all that kind of thing, but it's also available as an e-book. 
Nice. Thank you. Any last minute thing you want to tell us about you as an author or about Everyday Wendy? I think I've probably covered everything I wanted to say. Just uh, just one one last thing. I don't know whether you'd be interested in this. I was listening to your podcast with Abby Farnsworth recently. She said she gets a buzz from finishing the book. And, and it really made me think because... Um, I never, I never think my work's finished, and and so I always want to go back and do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But when <laughs> it is a finished book, um, but but as I said earlier, there might be there might be another one on the horizon. I'm currently working on a, a finishing a play script, which is also it's a, it's about community. It's it's very much about community. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on an, another book that might or might not become another community story about um, a pet detective. That That's exciting. You know, honestly, as much as I want to hear you continue on Everyday Wendy, but because you've created this cast of amazing characters in Everyday Wendy, I would also love for you to have a whole other set of amazing cast. Like, like, like you said, a community you know, just because then I'm introduced to even more exciting characters. We'll see more to come from you, Lel. So we're very excited over here in the U.S., I'm telling you. <laughs> but thank you for coming by and talking to me today. This was such a creative, imaginative discussion for me, for your book, even though it's very human, it's very inspirational and emotional, but there's there's a whimsical part to it because of these characters. And I thank you. We will talk to you next time. Hopefully I get to be introduced to even more amazing characters. And just talking to you is great. So thank you for coming by. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for giving me space to talk about Wendy. She is great. And I'm really fond of Wendy. And uh, <laughs> I, I, Yeah, you've inspired me to think about getting on with that book too. So thank you so <laughs> much for that. Really appreciate it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing another kind of uh, uh, launch again, uh, like a launch too, ready for the uh, holiday season, the summer holiday season for next year. Because, as you know, we all do our own kind of press and PR and and book (laughs) and which is really hard work. And I'm a writer. I'm not an expert on any of these things. So actually, you know, your podcast is is really helpful to me and I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you. I am screaming like a girl, you guys, because she says that this is awesome. (laughs) But um, I'll let you go, Lel, and thank you again. And we will talk to you next time. Okay, nice talking to you. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye. Bye.